Liverpool. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. We're going to start this show off before we dig in on kind of a somber note. Um, football lost a legend over the weekend. Uh, Sir Bobby Charlton passed away at age 86. Um, it surprises me that some in this room have such strong feelings for him. Um, but Tom, I'm gonna, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Give us some uh, insight into the life and times of Sir Bobby Charlton. Um, Bobby Charlton, where do I start? Um, he is one of nine players to win the World Cup, Champions League or European Cup, and the Ballon d'Or. It's only one of nine. Uh, along with other honours, he's won the World Cup in 1966 with Niels England. Neil was probably there. Where you were about 25 or something, weren't you? No, he had to have been in his 40s. He yeah, had man. three kids by then. <laughs> uh, he's won a European Championship in 1968. Uh, Ballador 1966 uh, the league he's won three times FA Cup once and as I said won European Cup um, oddly enough found random information he played for a team in Ireland Waterford uh-huh. yeah three times scored once should have stayed there <laughs> he actually went off to Australia for three teams I didn't have any idea who they were <laughs> so that's Bobby Charlton rest in peace very good did you mention that he played for the dreaded Scum United? No, I avoided that entirely. Okay, so that was a the nicest part, part of your um, your words. I thought was avoiding the Scum completely. Oh, yeah. I, I wish uh, I wish they just didn't exist. Uh, yeah, he won the. He had a very bad hairstyle too. <laughs> He's also a survivor of the Munich disaster. So, yeah, rest in peace, Bobby Charlton. Thanks, Neil. Anyway. Back to Liverpool. Uh, Normally, you ask me how I'm feeling this week. How, how are you feeling, Thanks Neil? for asking, Nick. <laughs> you so, don't seem... I, you got a bit of a rasp in your voice by the sound of it. I decided that how I'm feeling when you asked me today was unconvincingly content. Okay. So, yeah. I was... Uh, okay. That's my Liverpool, uh, my Liverpool feelings for this week. Unconvincingly okay. content. I am Personal life. I'm um, super smashing great. Oh, Good. But yeah, well, that's far more important. Oh, indeed. <laughs> oh, well, football is life. That's very football true. Football is life. It's <laughs> very true. So, neither of you uh, actually asked me who the other eight players were that won the. I was oh. thinking in my head. So, who was Messi? Eight no, no, players, no. I want to see. Can Tom? you get this? Oh, Messi. Can we get them? Yeah, that's one. Uh, that was easy. So, uh, would it? Um, fucking hell. Uh, Diego Forlon. No, no. Maradona would have been no. Did he? What? What did he miss? Probably the Ballon d'Or. He never got the Ballon d'Or. I don't think so. Keep going. Well, that means Pele's out. Yes, because he never won the European Cup. Never in there. Go on. There are three. Beckenbauer. Yes. Ronaldo. No. Oh no, because he hasn't won the World Cup. That's stupid. Uh. Oh, you meant. Ronaldo 7, not Ronaldo 9. Neither of them are in it. Well, uh, yeah, I knew Ronaldo 9. You're wrong twice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. This could be a while. All right, I'll go. We looked at the world. Another another German. Beckenbauer? You did Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer. One more German, one Italian. Did I do Johan Cruyff? No. Uh, Is he on the list? No. Uh, Paolo Maldini? No. It's got to be a Brazilian. Um, There are three Brazilians. One French, one German, and one Italian you're missing. Zizou? No. 
Wow, it's this is not this Socrates, is not Zico. <laughs> just no, list them ready, off because this is going to be so boring. Jared Muller, Pablo Rossi, Zidane, Rivaldo, I said Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho what are you and talking Kaka. About? I said Zidane. I, I said Zizou. Oh, yeah. Come on. All right. Well, there you go. That's very interesting. It you legitimately is. I'm not being sarcastic. Huh? What's that? I said you know nothing about football. <laughs> so true. We'll get to that uh, later Oh, on. you meant me too? I thought you were just talking about Neil. I was looking in his direction. But. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some news here. Uh, first thing I want to quickly touch on on this subject of United is what's going on with their sale right now. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I'm just, yeah, roll your eyes, Neil. So it's interesting. I, I hope they're selling it to like you know the council and they're turning it into the local like dump. <sighs> it's already there. <laughs> well, it is falling apart. No, we're talking about uh, the Qataris pulled out. They were going to do a full takeover for $5 billion, and apparently that didn't go well. I don't know or care why. But now Sir Jim Radcliffe, who's the second most wealthy man in the UK, has put in a minority stake for 25% valued at $1.3 billion. However, and this is the interesting part. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he, the same. Their their meeting went poorly because he's so upset with how the club is being run and he doesn't believe that they're going to allow him uh, control over operations. So what you're saying is that he's worried the Glaziers will do Glazier things. Perhaps. Good for him. Know. Lad, put your money over somewhere where it belongs. <laughs> Not United. Buy, buy Liverpool, for fuck's sake. But he's a United supporter lifelong, so that would be terrible. Uh, I just thought it was buy interesting. Salford. So... Something about United that I've noticed this season is that we still don't have a consistent system. And now with all of this Jaden Sancho nonsense going on over at United, it seems like Ten Hag, who I've been shouting, is going to be losing his job for a few weeks now. I don't know. I'm just not seeing something in United that I, there's something missing there. Last year it was Ronaldo. This year it's Sancho. I, but they don't have a consistent system. They don't have a consistent lineup. They're just, they're inconsistent on the pitch themselves. I, All I'm just, I hear is good news from you right now. Right, exactly. If this was but, any other team, I wouldn't have even brought it up. But it's big news. I thought it was kind of interesting considering they're our news. biggest rivalry. It's not big news. I don't know. $5 billion <laughs> sale of one of the most... Gesundheit, Neil. Very good. Uh, one, of, one of the most recognized sports clubs in the world. That's big news. Yeah, it was news. I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. I, we don't really know. As you said, the 25% stake, how much control is he going to have? What's it really going to mean? I'll, I'll wait to see how it plays out. But um, but anytime there's a cash injection in our rivals, it's not usually great. No, no. I actually was watching the Newcastle documentary about their takeover on Amazon, which is new. They, I think it came out this year. And to see the Geordies all wearing um, headdresses and that stuff and... Cultural appropriation much? Yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Like, where they were the same people that were shouting at City and who's some of the other state-owned clubs. Yeah, most supporters at Newcastle and most supporters at, gosh, I'll even say it, at City um, completely understand their own hypocrisy of that. And we probably would be uh, similarly hypocrites too. I'd welcome the investment from anywhere, but at the same time, I'd be saying I hate the investment from places that i don't support the ethics of yeah. um i think that's probably true for most soccer fans mm-hmm. the rest are probably just knobs yeah yeah Agreed. or fickle like most fans or Agreed. chelsea fans city fans no leicester fans no fuck i, I, I covered that with knobs 
So Liverpool are third in match rating thus far this season, with only Spurs and City ahead of them. And they're well, where are they in the league table? Fourth, I believe, right? They sit fourth now that Spurs. Got I don't care about points. any of this other stuff about that's match good. ratings. So you I don't care about. Have to... I care about the position in the table because that's what really counts. Okay, well, underlying numbers are what we look at for future projection when you make your predictions. Maybe that's why you're so bad at our game. Oh, we'll see about that today. Okay. Anyway, fourth in Premier League with 20 goals. They're actually... <laughs> you you made bad. me so mad. I broke my pen, you fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that's shatter in my eye. <laughs> Newcastle currently have the most goals in the Premier League at 24, but sit far lower than Liverpool in the table. There you go. That, no, I'm including their wow, position in the table. you are gone red, brother. <laughs> Aston Villa, the new heroes or the villains, depending on how you look at it, have 23 goals and Brighton have 22. So with that being said, Liverpool won 2-0 to Ever- Everton this weekend in, I would say, an 80-minute boring derby, all things considered. I think I covered it in my opening comments. I was unconvincingly content. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting match. I fell um, asleep in the pub. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> no, and I showed up late. <laughs> and I went home at 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I showed up and had tagged you out. I was there early. I watched all of it. I've watched some of it on replay. I was there at the end. I did watch the last 30 minutes when I woke up. The, I don't f- the first 10 minutes were what you'd expect. Calvert-Lewin should have scored. With a header, he I put mean, straight on Mo Salah should have scored. Luis Diaz should have scored. There were a lot of chances for Liverpool in that first 10 minutes that they didn't capitalize on. If we had been up 4-0 at the half, it wouldn't have surprised me. Oh, I completely disagree. Well, that's good. Give us your thoughts. I mean, I thought Everton played pretty decent early on. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's fair. I The the refereeing decisions, again, with the uh, with, made the game different. I mean, once... You know, Ashley Young's uh, first yellow card. The I thought the both yellows were fair. I think the second yellow was a little touch and go. Could have gone either way. Obviously went to the yellow. Canate should have been off. That, that second I challenge I have... Uh, so Mikas' tackle was no different than... Yes. Um, who was it for Everton's tackle? Um, so Mikas t- was... Tarkowski's bad. tackle, was it? Um, there was... We got some very favorable calls, yeah. We got some very favorable calls, and we played quite slow, really. It mm-hmm. was just something was missing. I was looking for performance, and I, I just didn't see it. I saw a, a whether I, we were going through the motions, I don't know, but it just, yeah. I, back from the international break, we just seemed to struggle and seemed to be not quite as lethargic as last time. It just seemed a little lethargic and. Yeah, I thought we were really lucky to escape with a win in the end. Um, okay, first half, we should have scored, they could have scored, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But the counterattack, the Zaboslai, the Luis Diaz runs up the wing, the, Verge. Inter, the interplay. Awesome. Verge I have a problem with. Oh. Um, his hmm. defendant this week. The Calvin Lewin thing where he didn't jump, Calvin Lewin got above him. Very true. Right. Uh, there's a couple of other ones where he knocked it out for a corner. He could have passed it. Um, mm, yeah. There's other things rattling around up there. But those runs down the wing, I disagree. They looked promising. They looked neat. Sometimes they weren't 100% meeting the attacker in the middle of the box. They were going a little wayward. But lots of promise. 
but we did have Simicast on that side also. Ra- not Robinson. Yeah, he he was, and I know you've got some numbers to back it up. Um, he was off Nick, but um, but yeah, Simicast is uh, one of our kind of a secret, secretly um favorite players. Yeah, and um, yeah. specifically you and me, we've yeah. been singing his song when <laughs> yeah. everyone else was crickets. And um, I was really hopeful after his performance for Greece, and uh, it just wasn't wasn't very good. Do you think maybe it was he got? Obviously, now this would be his third year at Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken. So that means three years of derbies. He's used to it. I think he came on at a 10 while everyone else was just sort of simmering, if that makes any sense. The way he was tackling was reckless. His passing was atrocious. He basically stopped pressing. This is where we miss Robbo the most is Robbo's press and his accurate balls. For everything that I do criticize Robbo on because his passes can be strange at times. Samikas literally probably halfway through the first half just gave up passing forward and every ball that came in was going backwards. Uh, could it be that a little bit of confidence? He wanted to come out, prove himself, but the he was overthinking touches. He was looking for an extra pass or whatever it was. Do you think that his lack of time on the field with those 10, maybe the first team, I'll come to you, Neil. Well, I, I was just going to say no, that, was, that was going to be my point, actually. Mm. I think it was, could it have just been lack of chemistry with the starting players. We often see that when somebody comes in, that they're not used to playing with that group of people on a day-in-day-out basis. And so I, I would put it down to that. But. I agree. Yeah. Um, but we're going to need him coming forward. Mm-hmm. So we've we've seen him play very well in the past sure as but Robbo's deputy like, I wish I looked it up I wish I looked how many games he has missed or how many minutes he's even played Samikas since, yeah he's never started two in a row for Liverpool but what I'm saying is how many minutes has it been since he's last played I know he's come on a few times this season but it's it's minimal at best yeah, yeah. I wish I looked up those numbers but yeah. my point is he hasn't put enough on the field he's probably the chemistry isn't right and training is a little different. Yeah, he could be hitting, you know, all the passes perfect in training. But the minute that confidence is gone, one wrong pass, you're thinking about every second pass now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I wish we played Gomez uh, in retrospect now as left back because he can play there too. And, uh, you know, there's several people calling for that. No, no, no. I Kids was glad can... that Smeekers played. Um, but in retrospect, I wish we played Gomez. To whether Go- whether Samikas will play two in a row, we will see. I think we could see Gomez there. The only complication is the midweek game and mm-hmm. against Toulouse. Uh, so we'll get to that in our next episode. But Do we uh, play three of the back all together? No. Against Toulouse, we could. And Forest. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. Um, no, I don't think we will. I think we'll play Samikas against um, Toulouse and. I think Gomez will play against Forrest. Gomez on the left side scares me just because we haven't seen it in, I don't even know how long, a couple of years at least. Uh, since before his injury, I would say. I don't think we've seen him on the left. Yeah, Maybe I mean, you, for you're almost those. certainly right. He's right-footed, isn't he? He can still play there. This yeah, play yeah it's, right it's essentially the same thing he'd I'm be doing. I'm just thinking the right crosses, they're going to be coming in a different way. Well, when we play with Gomez, he doesn't play the long ball much. He, he's he's really not a long ball passer. And we've talked about that too, where we have to kind of change our system yeah, when yeah. he's in and that. So 
I, I I wouldn't be terrified to see him come in at left, especially since he's looked so good on the right side this year uh, and part of so last year. You essentially play four four two, and then in attack, Trent goes to the inside and plays midfield, and it becomes in attack. You become like a flat back three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Which we've seen before with some success. Um, Samikas, we know, has better football in him, so hopefully this was just kind of a shaky ground in a big game after not playing in the squad to that degree in a very long time. That's why I think he probably, I mean, he'll know fully well he didn't play very well. And, yeah. um, so well, Klopp was minutes. yelling at him. So um, I'd like to see him against Toulouse, both yeah. as a confidence builder and um, see against weaker opposition. Yeah, yeah, there is weaker opposition out there than Everton, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Um, Klopp did pull him in and, and have some, I saw him like, not the typical Klopp hug, but at one point he had a series of really, cause Everton smartly were just challenging that side the whole first half um, before they just went into deep lock mode. And at one point Klopp pulled Simi aside and he kind of pulled, and he was giving him some shit in his ear. So, yeah, so in not terms his of best a, performance. No. In terms of other players there, I mean, Salah did what Salah does. He took his chances and mm-hmm. um, that, that was awesome. Really happy about it. Um, I don't think he did much else, to be honest. I don't think many Liverpool players did much. Diaz um, was probably the only player I really liked on the field. Graven Birch was man of the match. I know Salah scored the two goals, but I he, always he find was it difficult. Unbelievably to, good. I always find it difficult to recognize a number six. It's tough. They don't do much <laughs> yeah. uh, that's noticeable, and what's noticeable is when they don't do it. <laughs> exactly. So, you only notice so, if they're yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, Fabinho is, like, the forgotten hero of the Liverpool side for the last few years because it's like, well, he was good, so you don't even care. And I wanted Gravenberch in, the team, and I've, I've actually been somewhat calling for him to play number six, uh, but in this particular game, I know I wanted Endo in. But, um, right, yeah. But, but yeah, happy for Gravenberch. Again, uh, you're probably right. Gravenberch uh, probably was great. I didn't happen to notice him. That's a shame on me. And I um, did notice him. And I say Diaz was, yeah, I was my he great. Diaz was really good, too. Sabasai also was great. Sabasai was good, so I want to get on Sabasai here. He pissed me off this match. The shooting. His shooting, He's either it's gone to his head or it's just a young man's bravado. I don't know. But he had five shots, four outside the box, zero on target. And what really pissed me off is how many times there was an open pass on an unmarked man that he chose to take a shot instead. Was, was that true for Trent as well? I thought Trent took a few. Um... He took one, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with, I think they played better than you're making it sound. I don't think this was Liverpool's best performance by a mile. I thought there were a lot of good individual performances offset by a lot of either forgettable or bad performances. Like Verge, I think had a good game. You can go through and pick out someone doing something wrong a million times. Overall, Verge's, Verge had a good game. Um, I'm not disagreeing with your criticism of him. No, no, I just there, there were good moments. Don't get me wrong. There were good yeah. moments. But then there were like like the no jumping. Like, why didn't you challenge? <sighs> I, I get like it. You're standing there. He, you're a big guy. Yeah. He's going to jump over you. He still got that ball, though. I, he still got that ball on target, and it still went to Allison's hand. I feel like we've been saying that all year, though, no? Like, Verge, his, he's playing way better this year than last year. Agreed. But he's not like, he's not his challenges themselves, and I wonder if it was that red card. That got in his head, and now he's a little shaky in taking a guy on. I I know that's far flung, but it's just putting it out there. That is that why he's so he seems like a shadow of his so, former self. He is an older man, though. It's actually his jumping that I seem to have problems with. 
he was winning loads of balls in the box from corners mm-hmm. and hasn't been doing much of that lately and in defense he was winning lots of, of headers and seems to be getting beaten and either he's lost his ups or he's not timing them right but um but well, yeah he, he won 10 of 15 of his aerial duels this weekend so to your point he's winning them what is he doing with them is ultimately you know but the yeah, five that, that, that he that aerial duels uh, stat is that that's defensively and attack I believe, it, presumably, it is. Yeah, yeah, it would be so. all of any time he leaves his feet. Um, ten recoveries and thirteen passes into the the final third with uh, one hundred and sixteen touches. Those are really really good numbers. They are um, good numbers. But again, ninety percent complete passes. That's yeah, pretty decent for a center back. That's very good, especially considering how much he passes. Thirty five passes, I think he had, or was that Gravenberch? I don't remember. Thirteen passes into the third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal numbers. But again, from a guy like Verge, he's our captain. He's one guy that we look to to do heroic things. This stuff he doesn't do well is going to be so glaringly obvious to us. And when the whole team is performing lackluster, it's going to stick out that much more, I think. Mm. And I was perfectly okay with everybody except Simi. Mm. Uh, I just didn't think anybody did anything special. I still am a little conflicted on Diego Jota. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Jota was. <laughs> Agreed. Like, he was Agreed. busy and he was really active, particularly early. Then he sat back. But then I wasn't really sure what he did with he's, it. He's Harvey Elliott's evolved form. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's like not a bad Speaking of which, better. that shot, that shot had to be tipped away by Pickford. Oh, oh, yeah. That was going in. No, Elliot had a good game. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this two That's weeks two in a row. two weeks in a row, brother. Two weeks. That's like a swear jar. Ten y- bucks. You know what? <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather be wrong. I've always been saying that. I want Elliot to be good. I know there's talent in there. He just looks like an idiot. And I think right now, as a sub, coming on in the right situation, he could be the best man off the bench. So... so, so I'm again, okay. So, again, we're saying Elliot had a good game. Another, another play with a good game. Fantastic. So... Jota, good game or not good game? Ah, no. Ish I game. mean, it's hard to say. He he was either a passenger or I was kind of rolling my eyes like that's dumb. Why seven and a half. That? Seven and a half out of ten. Didn't he have a didn't he have a foul at one point? Was I think it was Jota? I don't remember. I was watching it back again for the third time in bed last night, so I was kind of in and out of sleep. Where'd you get this time? And oh, I'm you don't watching, have a child. <laughs> I don't have a kid yet. No, uh, but there was something that Jota did that I was yet. just like, oh Jesus, come on, man. But it seemed like a couple of years ago when we were chasing the quad, Jata was one of the heroes. You know, he was yeah. he, he he can jump ten feet in the air somehow for such a little <laughs> yeah, guy. Yes, he can. He was more lethal with his head than his boot, and we haven't seen that in two years. Now I know he was injured for most of last year, but what's going on this year? Because he's starting almost every match, and I hate it. We just talked about Virgil's heading. Now we're talking about Jada's heading. Uh, I, I We've gone think, from the tallest person to well, the shortest person. I think I'm right here. Haven't they banned? heading the ball in practice or it's not necessarily banned I believe it's been limited you can uh, a limited amount and I don't know what that means but um oh but yeah, my god I isn't that just uh, for the U18s or something I don't think so I think it might even be in um so interesting I, I will uh, I will find out do and, you uh, confirm see the future later episode do you cool. see the future of football not having headers god I hope not that I can hear the the listeners shouting bullshit but yes I can <gasps> Well, I'm I touching my pearls, listeners. I can <laughs> I can only hope that that is not the case because it's such a huge part of the game. Some of the most exciting goals are headers. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't making comes a, to mind straight away. Bingo. I wasn't making an opinion piece here. I was no, just I saying know. that. I mean, I guess I was, but not about what I think should happen or what I like. It's. Um, I think head injuries in all sports are becoming more and more focused upon. Which the Mencha should. studies are showing that you know, blows to the head can cause long-term lasting uh, Which damage. In, I'm in sorry. Look at Muhammad Ali before he died. Look it, at Jack Charlton. Look at yeah. Bobby Charlton. Look at Martin Peters. I think it was. Look at six other members of 1966 World Cup in s- squad. Yeah, that's because how heavy that ball was. Uh, I was going to say. So that's that's where I was going. Between you know full contact sports and combat sports, I can completely understand that. In football, with the advancements in technology on the ball, you touch the ball, it, you, you can barely feel the weight in it in your oh, hand. Oh yeah, totally understand. But it's not what it used to be. It's when not a ball is coming at leather. you at 60 miles an hour, for sure. Do you want me to do the math? For do sure. You no, you've you've hit me in the head with a ball going far less fast yeah. than that. I know it hurts, but <laughs> not those balls. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm not horrible com- visual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll not. put it this way: He is not Diego Jota. He is <laughs> no, definitely not no. someone that's going to get on the head and get in a goal. No, no, for sure not. I I have not competed at a high. He also enough runs level like a duck. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You waddle as you. You you look like a giraffe. Just in general. Ow. Not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I believe it. Anyway, so let's talk like about... <laughs> Neil, you're still a tree. <laughs> He's a tree. So let's talk about Salah and Darwin. Um, eight assists Darwin's had in the Premier League, all to Salah. Seven, I think, this season alone. No, it's not this season alone. I forget the exact numbers. It doesn't really matter. Salah Darwin is like the best link up in the Premier League right now, and that does the numbers do beat De Bruyne and Holland. Well, De Bruyne has been um, injured for most of the time. Yeah, he's been injured I know, since. I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, Holland is a one-man season. <sighs> Don't Ooh. write that guy off. That's a very. You know I know. Move. I know. You know I know. What? I'm, we're going to get into that when we do. We the are one the fifth League. into the season. <laughs> I got. I got a lot of opinions right now about that, and it's all biased. I can't wait. I really think it's De Bruyne is not there to link him up, and that's what he's. he's missing. He is a one-trick pony. That's what it is. He needs to be fed. He's not a complete player. You mean like Salah's left foot was considered to be, you know, cutting side, curl the ball into the top left, which Salah used to do a lot and he doesn't did. do anymore mm-hmm. um, as much. People have got wise to that, mm-hmm. but Sal- well, yeah, but Salah has got many more dimensions to his game. Has exactly. Haaland got those other dimensions to his game? No, and that was something. So you're writing him off too? No, I'm not writing him off. <laughs> no, let me finish. And I know you're not either. So in the first, our first episode, I think, yeah, so you're combative. public enemy, Neil. <laughs> um, public enemy number in two. In our first episode, I said I'm hesitant to crown Holland. St- first episode i know what he did last year that aside because he can't pass he can't play defense he's literally just a scoring machine and i said in that first episode he could break every record and he's still a one-dimensional footballer and what happened the terminator came back yeah exactly he needs someone to feed him the ball he can't create on his own the way a player like Salah can he's not a playmaker he is a scoring machine he has the records to back it up in one fucking season. It's incredible what he was able to do. But you stick him in any other team when he doesn't have the support that he has in City and he doesn't break those records. Nobody's arguing with you. I know. I'm just saying it. I mean, <laughs> and we're seeing you that You stick this him season. in Luton, he doesn't have those records. 
you stick him in Luton, I'd be surprised if he's. <laughs> he's I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Salah, on the other hand, has an incredible season building. Two more goals. I mean, I could list off all these accolades. That would be kind of boring because if you're on the internet, you probably know them all. But he did score his 105th goal at Anfield over the weekend, which puts him sixth all time ahead of Gerard and King Kenny. That's a big one. 146 goals in the Premier League makes him the third most scoring foreign player in the history of the competition, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Ahead of only uh, or behind uh, was it Sergio Aguero and I forget who the other one was off the top of my head. Uh, 11 goal involvements this season. Um, I mean, he's a machine. So now he's got all those records. Oh, pi- well, you forgot one. What did I he actually scored his 200th career goal yes. and 201st. Yeah. Thank you. So now we've got he's got all these records. Mm-hmm. Can we sub to Saudi Arabia for 200 million? Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> 250. <laughs> oh, my God. No, thank God we didn't sell him. Did anyone read that article? I forget if it was The Guardian or The Athletic about how it was good for Liverpool to hold their nerve because Salah's trending to have one of the best seasons of any Premier League player yes, of all time. Yeah. He's probably right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think so. On a personal level, it pisses me off because I love Mo Salah so much. I don't even think like your point of selling him for what the figures you were projecting were. I don't think that's a bad take. But yeah, and, and I mean, I presumed we were going to have a rebuilding year. I didn't think we'd get the midfield that we did. Even if we got some midfielders, I thought we were going to struggle and start the struggle to adapt. Uh, so. I thought in a rebuilding year, we might as well change that piece too and uh, use the money for a rebuilding year and see if Ben Doak can fill in that slot, see if somebody else can can fill in that slot. So that was just my take back then. Um, really happy we didn't, really happy where we are. This is why happy you're not a manager. Sa- happy with Salah. Uh, we will see in January what the numbers are mentioned in January and we'll see at the end of the season and we'll see if we've got somebody lined up. I mean, it is important to have somebody lined up. Absolutely. And by the way, we talked about Leroy Sané last week, and I said he was young. I was way wrong. Thank Leroy. you, Lewis, for pointing that out. I, I don't know who I was thinking of that was 20, but it's not Sané. And I don't like him as the replacement for Salah, for whatever it's worth, and I think I said that last week, too. I prefer Jared Bowen, probably. I don't know about him, either. Um, There's others, as well. There are. Yeah, so we could we could spend all day yeah. doing that, so let's not bore you. Um, but yeah, a lot of records for Salah this mm-hmm. week. Um Again, I thought it was a mediocre performance, but he did his job. Um, I still don't. I, I, so, what what would you have wanted more from him? Just creativity. I thought he was pretty creative. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I just thought the whole team was just not creative enough against against Everton. That's all. Yeah. yeah here's my overall thought because I do want to give Darwin some flowers before we move oh, on. Um, my overall thought. I don't necessarily disagree with you. Just I think less so. I, yeah. I think. When Everton went down to 10 men, because we do have to talk about the controversy as well. When Ashley Young came off, I think Liverpool just went, okay, we don't have to do too much here. I think you're right there. And it showed. I mean, even even the the, the penalty, uh, you know, it was a handball. It was a handball. Was yeah. yeah. There's, there's no question there. This is the one call that they got right. Um, and well, no, they didn't get that right, though. Well, yeah, VAR. Because they, <laughs> they didn't call it on the field. Right. They had to go to VAR. So I'm yeah. not going to... You had to go to video, first, didn't you? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, thankfully, we have VAR. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, when they get it right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, stop. 
There's something growing on your head. <laughs> no, I've been the person that's been. Um, yeah, you're pro VAR. Uh, I know. I'm just joking. Yeah. No, you're. you're, you're uh, credit again, where it's due. And again, pro VAR. But believe if you're going to have it, you need to use it properly. You can't be getting decisions wrong. Which I think we you tell them, Neil. We didn't. We didn't get that across in the Spurs episode, and I do 100. percent Just for the record, I'm not anti VAR. Mm-hmm. I'm anti VAR still getting it wrong, and that's what upsets me. They got it right this time. Um, Again, you could argue for the for the Kanate card that that's subjectivity and re-referee in the game. The problem is, what do you do if if VAR has already seen a challenge from that ref, refereed by that referee in that way, and then the referee is inconsistent with his earlier ruling? Should he get shown the monitor then? But then we'd be getting yeah, you know. And where do we stop with VAR? Is one of my worries. Do we we start saying it was a corner and there was a touch on it? And it's going to be touch every single yeah. thing that so, happens on the pitch. So with the Kanate thing, um, yes, he does have his hand around him. The second one, obviously, the second call. Right? But he's also jumping. Not Kanate. The the who's the player that's coming onto him? I forget who it was, but it, either I thought. I'm sorry, I did not think two yellows. I think Klopp did the right thing by pulling Craig him off. Thank you. I think Klopp did the right thing by pulling him off right away. His next foul basically was admitting that he that he should have been off. That's what that is when you do that because the, Klopp, you know the referee's going to. Well, is it just yeah, in case he's going to get a yellow? Look, there's lots of people who get yellows and they don't get yanked. You only yank a player when he gets a yellow and gets a, and then gets away with a challenge. Mm. So the next y- one's going to be yellow. That's what I'm saying. So here's my thought because I've been noticing this a lot this e- season. Even it up. Kanate has a record now of being kind of reckless. I'm noticing it in almost every single match. I don't know if it's because he's young. I don't know if that's the French player in him because their defensive players have been known to be a little rough and rowdy. I'm curious if this is something that Klopp's working on him in training. Like, hey, you have to chill. But we can have it both ways, yeah. We talk about Virgil losing a step and not challenging, and then we talk about so there's got to be a know, balance. You got to get the balance right. Yeah, yeah. He's made a few mistakes recently. He's looked, like it was against um, was it Gilwa that we watched that Kanate yeah. was was like overly yeah. aggressive against a team that was no threat to us at all. Maybe he was Premier League aggressive, but not. Austrian, Austrian aggressive. Yeah, and I think that's something that if he starts getting this reputation for, I don't want to call him a dirty Belgium. player, Belgium. But <laughs> sorry, I was going through my head. Now, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to call him a dirty player. I don't think he's dirty. No, 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 he's no, not no. dirty. No, 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 he's, he's reckless. A, well, I'm not I'm sure he's reckless. It's just the mistiming of youth. Yeah, I think. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, because he's young, is yeah. that kind of what we're that's talking what that up to? Okay. But yeah, he did. Uh, Klopp pulled him off, knowing full well. Okay, we got lucky there. They could have easily sent him off, which I don't agree with. But I can completely understand I the situation. I don't agree with that being a yellow. I really don't. The it, second tackle, yeah, the yeah. second tackle. I don't agree with it. That be, should be a yellow, and he should have been off. It's not as egregious as some of the other ones we've seen, like the yeah, one at the city like, match a couple like weeks ago. It's not like he's got his arm around him and pulls him down because he goes past him, which means he's yeah. like dancing with I, him nearly. <laughs> you know, I agree. Yeah, Craig Dawson jumps into his arm. If you look at it really slow, that's the thing. It's two so players maybe, going for a ball. Maybe the ref saw that and was like, "Fuck this!" Right when I saw it, I turned around to the people in the pub next to me and said, "He's off here," mm-hmm. and I, that's where I thought the right decision. You, was. Keith, a lot of people, and I was, you know, looking at it like, "Oh my God, they're going to send him off." Whether I agree or not, it could easily happen here. Um, real quick, Darwin, who currently sits at. 
the highest goal involvement per 90 in the Premier League by a pretty significant margin. Oh, you're which, talking XG here? No. No, these are actual hard numbers, not make-believe numbers. No, uh, he has 1.44 uh, goal involvements thus far through week nine. And I know that Darwin gets a lot of criticism, which is why I'm highlighting this. He had the assist to Salah. He gets a lot of assist to Salah, which tells me a couple of things. And one is that his field vision is maturing. If you don't have the shot and you're not confident, get the I ball to I thought he was going to take it himself when he I laid it off. And, hold, on, um, hold on, let's go back one step. Who passed it to Darwin? Sabasla. Elias. Was it Elliot? Elias saw that run. Okay, my mistake. Out of corner, uh, corner of the box, roughly around there. Elias passes. Been to Darwin. saying it all along. <laughs> no, you. <haven't. laughs> no, you. What haven't. vision that kid has? Huh? <laughs> yeah, that lad's got <laughs> talent. <laughs> but I w- like when that ball went to him. I was like, whoa, no, <laughs> yes, yes, Jesus, <laughs> where'd that come from, kid? <laughs> yeah, that's like you're not Harvey. Not from Har- a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> not, Har- <laughs> not Harvey. Not Harvey. Uh, not Oh man, he <laughs> celebrated like it was a Champions Listen, League final. If if he's finally hitting that stride, where all of that potential talent and raw energy that he's been doing nothing with if it's finally all clicking then i'm the first one to eat my hat i don't um, i don't care which by the way we have come on red men hats for sale don't eat them <laughs> yeah. it's not very accessory sold separately <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah elliot and darwin both great darwin is coming along really nicely it just we expected the immediate holland effect from him last year i think myself included i defended him a lot on the show last year but I even i, I had, didn't no, I think a lot of people looked at no him like, what a bust. Him. How, how, many, how many people were saying, like, what a waste of 80 million pounds? Or the whatever. minute he headbutted someone, yeah. Y- yeah, exactly. But he's really He's Jones, that bastard. His, his, Not the word I was going to originally use. His <laughs> on-pitch IQ has been really, really good so far this season. He seems to have a lot more composure shooting at goal. He's, just, he's coming into a player where, you know what? If he's really going to be an assist machine and he does track back really well... He might come from that traditional striker role and end up in a false nine position. I hope his idol is Bobby Firmino. Yeah, me too. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I would love to see Bobby 2.0. So finally, um, let's get to the big controversy. That was the Ashley Young sending off. Um, I'm going to give my brief thought and I want to hear what you guys think. I'm sorry, Ashley Young has been a professional footballer for how I mean he's in his 30s at this point he's a veteran player I hope I'm right about his age this time <laughs> um, 38 he's 38 thank you I yeah I knew he was he's a he's a vet that challenge on on Diaz that got him sent off is it a yellow when you look back at it the second one's a sending off yeah but the first one was soft he, he had been doing it the whole but the, and he's an experienced player and he knows what a foul is and, the, and that wasn't a foul early on and that's and, and certainly not a foul in the Merseyside derby not saying it should be refereed differently but that first one wasn't a yellow card no, but the, f- the he had been warned a number of times I've got no problem with the second card but no, I, no 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 before the first leading into the first he and Simi oh, you're were getting constantly yelled accumulation at of yeah yeah eventually you gotta do something I thought it was a the actual game foul. with good tackles. Um, again, the the, ref, the game's gone too soft. Game's gone, lads. No, I didn't, not say, even that. I didn't say the game was gone. I just said the game's gone a little soft and too soft. Very I, soft. I agree. I, 
I still want it to be a contact spot. And I would you like to bring back the Vinnie Jones? No, era? I was going to say I don't want players' careers like Haaland's father. I don't want players' careers and livelihoods yeah, taken away from them from vicious tackles. But I want it to be more contact, and I'll go as you want one of my pet peeves as well is goalkeepers getting far too much protection. They mm. should be. They've got a, They get to use four appendages as opposed to two. <laughs> and um, and yet they still freaking whine when they get nudged. And I was a goalkeeper, so um, yes, but you're so like yeah. seven foot ten. So is Ali. I'm not advocating <laughs> that I like to be nudged by an appendage. By the way, before you pick up on that horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying in brief is, when two players are running down the line for the same ball, a bit of shouldering isn't wrong. Yeah, a bit but, of badgy badgy. But what the don't game's trip about. the bastard. Okay, so yeah. let me finish my point. Sorry, I wasn't even necessary. I'm I'm not even going to disagree with you here. Yes, it's soft, but we know it's soft now. Everyone does. The lack of consistency, which we've been preaching well, to that's the point where... Go. And consistency yeah. in the same match. Right. So he didn't give yellow cards for the same challenge for for, and for others. I know. Samikas and Young were essentially doing the same thing. And Ashley Young just... Uh, well, yes, that's a different situation. But yeah. Ashley Young, eventually, yes. To, especially if you know you're already on a yellow, whether you agree with the first one or not, you don't go in for that challenge on, on Luis Diaz. 100%. Nobody, I don't think anybody's arguing the second one, don't they? N- no, I don't think... Well, Evertonians are. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's, that's just, right. They're, they're calling for a replay because Kanate well, didn't get... All I still want a replay from the Sunderland game. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the, our, the anniversary of, the, of the that just balls, came yeah, I'm sick of hearing about all of this replay stuff. It's like, I know. No, I don't want... As much as it pissed me off about the Spurs game, that's football. At the end of the day, there is no replay. There was never going to be a replay. I didn't even call for a replay. They're all just football. We got lucky this week. We got unlucky another week. That's football for you. That's football. Exactly. That's so. life. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Frank. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, any other thoughts on the game other than... Yeah, we won 2-0. No, happy with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. All right, let's take a quick break. Welcome back, listener. Let's talk about the Premier League this weekend. Let's start off with what I thought was going to be the best match of the weekend. Whether or not it was is up for debate. City, Brighton. City wins 2-1. Really hard-fought match by Brighton. Neil, I know you watched it, so why don't you take it away? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not saying that Brighton were unlucky to go down by the two goals. City were playing better. And I can't remember when um, what changes Brighton made. Maybe it was just straight after the half. But uh, they were way better in the second half, and I thought they were going to. I, th- I thought it was going to be a draw at the end there. Uh, City to me were were clinging on, so. Um, Matomo almost nicked one there. Didn't yeah, he? he did. I mean, yeah, yeah I, th- I thought Brian had a better chances to be honest. So did I. And I haven't I was watched watching, the stats. I watched like maybe the first twenty minutes or so, and yeah, they looked like Brighton looked like they wanted to win. Like in the first re- twenty minutes, because City scored both of their goals would, before but the. But they were. <laughs> Promise, uh, yeah. yeah. You could see that they were out, not just for a. Oh, I'm going to lay here while City run over me with a car, <laughs> like so many teams do. And I didn't think they were going to. Brighton's just played so scrappy uh, for the last couple of years, really. And I was really hoping they were going to edge one out with how poor City had been playing the last few games. And when Akanji was sent off, I thought, oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. What they need is some investment, and they'll be in the top four in a couple of years. I don't. I would love to see him nick it this year. That would be so cool. We got a lot of teams. I mean, we're going to get into table talk on our second episode later They're this week. They're in the Europa League. Yep. Yeah. 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 
first time in, in Europe. Yeah, it's really cool. It's gonna happen. So it's Alvarez and Holland both score before the 20th minute, and then it's kind of a stalemate. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a good match. Exciting. Not quite what I wanted. But exactly. um, how about Chelsea and Arsenal drawing 2 all? We watched this one at your house, Neil. Um, we talked about things that we didn't want. Well, that was something I think I did want, a draw there. Yep. I, uh, I was even happier for a while there with Chelsea up 2-0. I wasn't, but I have an irrational hate for Chelsea, <laughs> so... Is it irrational coming from a Liverpool supporter to hate Chelsea? No, we used to hate them back when it was 2005-ish. Yeah, the early no, Abramovich. I think it's Jose Mourinho. I mean... No, they're just... We just... Yeah, no. I just them. don't consider... They play us so fucking hard. It, it, Mourinho was my enemy and Abramovich was my enemy. Chelsea in general, not really. Yeah. That's fair. I wanted Chelsea to win this kind of against Arsenal to give us a better position on the league table. Yeah. That was really it. A draw still kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Either way, mm, I watched. Uh, was it Gallagher? Yeah, Gallagher looked. Yeah, he, out of anyone, he looked the promi- most promising on that field. Yeah, I, I mean, they both I'd played by him. It was a game of two halves. <laughs> it was all Chelsea first half, and then Arsenal just ran away with it in the I, second. Last I don't know if this says something about the people we hang around with, but what? it seems to be that a game goes by without somebody saying we should talk about players' hair on our podcast yeah what is that well that's all I'm going to say about it we're not doing it <laughs> I was thinking that, about getting a Ben Doak <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about getting a Ben Doak <laughs> it's oh. better than a Ben Dover it's, oh, it's better than a Ronaldo well, 2002 we've, we've lost the plot <laughs> uh, yeah oh the games this week yes <laughs> yes let's move on to what I think was almost the most exciting game of the week was Villa and West Ham for the first probably 60 minutes it was such a good back and forth. Uh, this is how I said I was working on the, the notes for the show mm-hmm. and I literally stopped for a little while just to watch the game because it was that good of a back Football and forth. Football was more important than the podcast. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Makes sense. You that, wouldn't believe it if I told you. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Villa ran away with it. They are the real deal this year. I mean, West Ham's been playing really well and I would say that Villa's a better team overall, but I mean, they just took over the game in the second half and... West Ham looked lost by the time Villa scored their third goal. Ollie Watkins, what a player. This dude is just out of this world. He is really, really good, and he's not playing for a team like a City or a Liverpool that has depth and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, he's been overlooked for um, for England for a while. It's been a bit of a yeah, what's up with subject. That? Don't know. Kane. I didn't even realize Kane. he was an English national Kane. until... Kane. Uh, Kane. No, yeah, right. Can't play Kane on Watkins. You totally can, especially Southgate's a better manager than some. Sometimes people give him credit for too. Um, you know that well, fiercely loyal to his players, and he was a Villa player, so um, yeah. So you'd think he would be. A Isn't Rashford out of favor with Southgate? Well, he keeps getting playing time, so I don't know. He's you out of favor with most people. Oh, oh! I did see that Harry Maguire uh, pass where it went right by him, <laughs> <laughs> just like the number two bus. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. Yeah, so uh, very good from Villa. Um, they're starting to skate. Although we we had no problem dispatching them when we played them earlier this season. So I, I really think that very top of the table, the Arsenal, Liverpool, City. Top six? Maybe Newcastle. I, I would say Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, they're all in the same sort of spot there. Well, cool. Table talk in the next episode anyway, so we can get into it more. That's yeah, Thursday, man. Sure. Um, Burnley got absolutely destroyed by Brentford 3-0. And then uh, Newcastle also crushed Palace 4-0. So some 
Less than exciting football coming out of there. Sheffield oh. had a good shout against United, but ultimately fell to one. Yeah. That was tough. Um, I really thought they were going <laughs> to swing a draw there. And then uh, Wolves won against Bournemouth, 2-1. Uh, four red cards this weekend, I think. Yeah. Am, am I correct in that? Yeah, four, I believe, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the refereeing, the one consistency has been, it's been a lot a lot sharper i guess we'll say in terms of pointed they're they're really doling out cards left and right yellows and reds i it wouldn't be surprised me by mid-season if we're talking about record uh bookings yeah i could see that yeah uh anything else from the weekend or should we take a break hey listener we are on the internet officially check us out at at come on red men podcast on instagram and find us on facebook come on red men tell us what you think Welcome back, listener. Neil, give us a cup date. Well, it was a quite a monumental moment in a in cup date history. Second highest point scoring week for for um, for our winner. Uh, one of the most abjectly low performances for our loser. So, uh, so, so, who's it going to be? I've seen the results. So come on, <laughs> <laughs> I have not. You left them here. <laughs> So, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I posted them in our chat. You did. <laughs> so the highest, uh, the highest ever number of points a week that any of us have got has been seventeen in the past. So uh, close this week for uh, myself uh, was sixteen points, and uh, I was trailing um, quite far back, but thanks to a uh, extremely poor showing by Tom with only ten points, uh, I have uh, I have now seized second place overall. Ooh. So um, I am no longer You're the, making this uh, the cup failure. Very boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, well, the person who's making it very boring would be still Nick because he, despite my fantastic results, he wasn't very far behind. He got 15 points, so I uh, only marginally closed the gap. But that's two weeks in a row that I've closed the gap on you. All right. So the gap is I'm now down you. to 16 points. <laughs> you can, you can. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're 25 percent way through the season thereabouts and um see and yeah you have a 16 point lead i'll give you this one but i'm gonna take the lead in our fantasy league oh in the fantasy league you're a long long way behind i'm not that i i beat you this week sure (laughs) i did okay i'm closing i'm coming up you hear those footsteps that's me (laughs) anyway not worried (laughs) yeah he's not worried (laughs) i know i've i've seen his spreadsheets so the he showed me how he does his whole thing in fantasy, and I, it's still not going to help me. He gave away all his secrets, and I'm just like, ah, I That's because you. you're not a nerd. I also gave him all my <laughs> sites today so that he can be a nerd too. So. Ah, okay. Um, so, so some other things I wanted to talk about. I did, soon as we were a quarter way through the season, come up with the league table if your predictions had been correct for each, the, each of the three of us. So, yes, um, you did. So um, I did send them to you all, and um, I do want some explanations. So uh, let me whip mine open. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> whip. So um, whip. So yours isn't too bad in any one area. It's just bad everywhere, <laughs> Tom. Whereas whereas Tom's bad in uh, sorry Nikki's bad in particular areas. But um, but yeah. So I have Chelsea in thirteenth, and I think they're roughly there. Well. Let, let's go. Let's start with this, Tom. The number of places that you have currently correct out of 
out of all of them would be one. You correctly have Man City in second, and that is where they are. So that ain't you, too bad. you seem to have an unnatural love for Brentford. And, and I would like to really pick you up on it and hear why you love them so much, but please don't answer, because there's only one person in this world, I think, with a more unnatural, unhealthy, ungodlike love for Brentford. <laughs> ungodlike? And that's, ungodlike. And, <laughs> and that's, that's not, not even Ivan Tony bets on this team <laughs> as much as you bet on this team. Um, so, Nick, you, you, according to your results, you have Brentford in third. Could you explain yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> I, I literally can't. That was it. I, I gave you prep time. And I, yeah. I wish I could. Is it their manager? It. Yeah, uh, no. I, Is it their lack of? Oh, Ivan. Is Tony. it because they had a two-two draw against Tottenham, a three-nil win against Fulham at the beginning, and you've just kind of followed suit? No, no it was Tottenham in yeah, yeah, was, and they were a better team last year. I thought they were going to I'm, get. I'm sorry, James Ward-Prowse doesn't play for them. Oh, true. That was <laughs> oh, my mistake. James. I got red and white stripes mixed up. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, no, I mean, they played really well last year, far better than I expected. And then I thought that trend would continue this year. It has not, at least not to my expectations. So I have cooled off on them. And of course, they have a 3-0 victory this weekend. So, <laughs> <sighs> and so such is football. Funny old game. So not really much defense of your um, improbabilities there. Okay. But um, what about you? Um, I'd like to hear what I was good at. We'll, we'll get to you in a second. All right, we'll get right. to you in a second. But what about you, Tom? Explanation for why you're on natural love of Brentford. They had a good start to the season, and um, it kind of fizzled out, and I didn't jump off that bandwagon. I thought there was going to be a Ewing effect with Tony being out. I thought maybe they had a couple of good results really early on, and it was like, oh, shit, they're actually better without their best player. And uh, Yeah, that no. was the, the opposite of the Ewing effect. Correct. But they so, had a good weekend. Wissa was a good um, forward. Yeah, so, so, so Tom, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking Vissa. about Brentford anymore. We're going to move on. Um, you on. also have an unnatural hatred for Tottenham. You have Tottenham in in, um, in a tenth position versus first. So, have you, you ever equally listened to this podcast? Equal, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say I would ask you to explain yourself, but you've explained yourself nearly every damn week. So um, I'm not even going to give you an opportunity. I so. even think I chose Fulham this he's, week. To he's win not one alone year. in that one either because I hate Spurs as much, and I'm pretty sure my table says so. One other team that I you have, need a, to, I have a twenty on, quid bet with my cousin's husband that Liverpool is are, it that wank you were sharing in the chat? He's not a wank. He's a nice he's person. a wank. He's a Tottenham wank, but he's a nice person outside Same. of that. Speaking about words beginning with W, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Nineteenth, um, I have them. Uh, yeah, you have them. I want them um, out. Eighteenth, uh, like I think. So, um, oh yeah, so sorry. Explain yourself you there. You didn't do your chart with the one starting at Liverpool because at the top you started with Rose labeled one. <laughs> I didn't realize Rose labeled were a good team. I will correct you off camera, but um, uh, off mic, but um, but off yes. camera. What's Whoa. up with wolves? What's up with wolves? <laughs> yeah, so what? Come on, don't with wolves. bury the lead. Wolves, I, they don't play great. It's boring. It's well, boring. apparently they play a lot more great than you think they do. Pedro Neto is one of the best players in the Premier League right now. Well, in defense of wolves, I don't have a hate for them. I just don't think they're a good team. Okay, we'll do better. Do better. <laughs> uh, so I let's over to you. Will you send my report card uh, home? Oh, 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 yeah. Could do better. Well, could he though? Um. <laughs> Sounds like all of my report cards. Apart from French for some reason. Uh, Go uh, on. Um, so, Nick, I have to say I, I am very, very impressed with your five positions guessed correctly. That mm. was um, sorry predicted correctly. I wouldn't say guessed. Right. You you, uh, you safely predicted Sheffield United being bottom, and uh, I think you got Forest right. You got Wolves right. 
So you apparently have got the, the right amount of love and hate for wolves, unlike some people. I've actually been higher on wolves than I was the last two years. Man too. United, you got right, weirdly. Mm-hmm. I have Vil- the bottom Vil- eight teams. Villa, okay, they're not in order, right. but they're... In fairness to me... This yeah. is not just. I you got do. all the right teams in all the wrong order. You're telling me, yeah, but I've got, the, yeah. I've got all the. Your the music sounds the same way. <laughs> I do watch probably the most football out of the three of us, so that's probably why. Again, you don't have children. I don't. Correct. So you couldn't explain Brentford. Um, can you explain why you have Spurs sitting? In I hate them. Okay, so so you've just listened to Tom too much, is what you're telling me. Uh, Tom and I became friends because of our mutual hatred of Tottenham. We learned that on the show that we both hated Spurs. I thought it was our mutual love for Batman, but either way, it was also that. <laughs> so we, it is uh, on the show. We uh, slowly started talking shit about Spurs back and forth. We were like, "Wait, you hate Spurs? I hate Spurs too." So, so it would be remiss of me not to um, um, what's the word? Roast myself because um, apparently. I love Man United. <laughs> words. You words. didn't even talk about the past. He's going Bobby red again. Charles. He's going red again. Words. <laughs> words oh, my God. I, Don't break that pen oh, a third time. Shame on you. Shame. So, so look. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> look, all I can say in my defense is I lived through the 90s and um, suffered every little bit. And um, I just got so sick and used to Alex Ferguson and United winning that um, I just forgot that they're shit. He's been retired for 10 years. I know, but apparently it's stuck in my psyche. I, I clearly have an unbiased uh, um, opinion. Until Harry Maguire is gone, they're going to be a shit team. Yeah, and until Eric Ten Hag can figure out how to run a system. I was equally harsh. Oh, there's that ball again. Oh, no, he's missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harry. I was equally bad on Aston Villa, by the way. I've, I've got them in 11th, and, um, whereas, in fact, the 5th. So, um, I have so. them in 7th. So yeah, uh, yeah, you did better than me on that. I agree. And then um, the other one is Spurs. I also have them. So the, the universal for all of us is um, we all hate Spurs more than they actually now. So I've got a different theory on that. The ship, but they've just completely exceeded the expectations that anybody has for shit. Mm, you think Spurs are shit? I don't. Okay. I just think. <laughs> that, I just say. think we didn't expect losing Harry Kane and signing a somewhat no-name manager. Yes, he'd won the Scottish League, but Pasta I don't Coglu. Think, yeah, Pasta Coglu in, Kane out. I don't think any of us, I don't think most people thought that... Madison, uh, didn't he go there? Yeah, Madison went Madison's there. incredible. He, he, well, we're seeing oh, that now. Oh, yeah. he's the next... Well, no, hold on. I was... I was Prowse, you watched you, this. You, were, yeah. but we, we, you always wonder how somebody's going to fit in, though. But I just think that... They'd I be better if Richarlson wasn't there. I think we're going to be closer at the end of the season. They're not going to. I don't think they're going to end up at the top of the table at the end of the. We're season. We're going to be on top of them, though. I agree. I so. think so. And we should right now be unbeaten too, as a result of Spurs, which Let's didn't not help. Go back there. Didn't help. Move on. Didn't help. It didn't Never. help. But but no. So um. So I think I'm. Other than your unnatural hatred for Spurs, I'm gonna, I think there's reasons why we all uh, thought they'd be lower than yeah. they were. I'm going to teach you a word. Irish word, Chucky or Law, our day will come. <laughs> I like it. Ah, uh, man. So what else you got? Well, other things, interesting things of note would be that um, there's a lot more goals in the Premier League than uh, the three of us think there are going to be. But I think that's probably natural in a prediction league 
So there's been Considering two hundred Newcastle did. Yeah, eight nil and a mm-hmm. couple of Villa sixes, I think. Or so. So yeah, there's a. Um, 263 goals have been scored so far and um, Tom you have the uh, you are the one who thinks the, that the game is far more boring the most uh, only 198 goals you've suggested so uh, so pick higher scores is a lesson for you Fair. Uh, Nick again you were reasonably close at 228 goals and uh, I was somewhere in the middle so uh, somewhere in the middle go on say what so I've got a, I've got a thought on that do we think that there is we're thinking that there's going to be less goals. Is that a result of the stricter refereeing? No, I just think it's natural in a prediction league. I don't think it's... Because my thought is that with stricter refereeing, that opens up... It's usually against defense. Two, you two, know? One. So I'm thinking that defenders are being disciplined more frequently, which opens up scoring. I, and I would be curious to see how this many goals through nine weeks stacks up against nine weeks previous like previous years how how many goals would there have been because if this year itself we're seeing more goals overall i think that speaks volumes to how the game is being refereed not even saying good or bad or otherwise i'm just saying that's probably a big result of it yeah we can certainly look it up i again i think it's just a normal function of a of predictions because i don't think people predict fours or fives um and above Mm -hmm. usually okay so that's fair. Nick has got eighty six percent of all the goals correct. You got eighty four and I got seventy five. Got it. Uh, you could have done that easier, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Neil? I'm gonna catch you before the end of the season. All right. We'll chase see. you down. You know what? We'll switch places. I'll take I'll take the uh the fantasy league and you You're gonna end up like Brighton chasing um chasing it, a a ten man. City. Wow. He's still going to Bring yourself shot. to the burn unit. That okay. was such a bad burn. Okay. All right. We'll see. All right. Closing thoughts, guys. Let's uh, kick you off. Tom, go ahead. We won against Everton. Woohoo! We won poorly against Everton. But this has been a successful Derby day. Yeah. Uh, we didn't lose any players to any red cards. We didn't lose any players to any injuries, which we were a little worried about how hot it would get. Happy with the win. Um would like a little bit of better performance from a couple of players uh, as mentioned but a win is a win a win is a win Neil what do you got we're Fuck only three it. points out of first place that means you know we're within a game I won't say anything it's a great position to be in you know it would is. I rather be in the opposite position be three points clear 100% but um, if somebody told me I would be uh, three points off, the, off the, the top of the table after nine games I'd have taken that so if the correct result against Spurs had happened, we'd be oh, tied. Oh, stop. We'd I, be tied, yeah. right? I was just going to say, fuck Spurs. Yeah, but, yeah but that's fair. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Just saying. Oh, just it reminds saying. me, I must get eggs. My closing thought is that I'm very happy to see Mo Salah's form coming. I would say this is kind of more what we expect from Salah. Uh, last season was kind of down. Um, so it's nice to see him performing. I like to see the maturity of Darwin. Uh, the midfield looks great, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I feel like at the beginning of the season, we didn't even have a midfield. Correct. So, uh, and yeah, three points is three points, and I'm happy we got it against Everton. So that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Chat to you later. <laughs>